Gentlemen, welcome to the first ever audio update for No Cash, No Code. As I'm sure you're all aware, I am your commissioner, Andre Clark. We're in our ninth season of No Cash, No Code. We've had four different championships. We're currently running over four continents, many time zones, and it's time to move on from the hours of typing. Uh, so thanks to the help from my good friend and fellow coach, Jeff Brown, we're going to do our first ever audio version hosted by Jeff himself. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Andre. How you doing? Very good. Very good. Well, thanks for thanks for making me uh, be a part of this. I think uh, this is definitely a, an exciting new chapter for the NCNC uh, league. I understand you've been uh, you've been working on some preseason predictions for this uh, for this league. So I'm I'm interested to know where I'm going to come. But uh, maybe let's start with uh, with the top six, and hopefully you'll have some some interesting insights for us on who's gonna who's gonna finish the season in the top end of the table. Thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, the much anticipated preseason predictions. Yes, you're not in the big six. So the big six, the guys we expect to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. People we think will be challenging for the title. First of all, we have Damien, the champion. Two 10K finishes in the last three years and the reigning, undisputed, the man to be taken down. He beat Tom Kane in a really close title race. So Tom is obviously in consideration. Stephen Hill is always there. Uh, Stephen Klitschko Hill, as he's known around these parts, after leading the league from week one to week 36, I believe, a few years ago, before being cruelly tipped at the end. Uh, Freddie, two-time champion, is also very much going to be in the mix. Then we have Kinder. Kinder has made the most money per person per season since joining No Cash, No Code. And the final member of the Big Six, I'm predicting, will be Jay Brick. Uh, Jay was a top three money earner without finishing top three last year and proving you can do fantasy football while being miles away, as he's currently based in Australia. Uh, well, that's uh, that makes things a little bit more interesting when it comes to making sure you hit your deadlines. Um, so, OK, there's your top six predictions. A little disappointed I'm not in there. Um, how about the next group down? So the kind of the Wolves, the Leicesters of this world who are going to be challenging for for some European places. That's a really tightly contested group. So we've got uh, Nick Nick. He had a blistering start last year set the pace for the entire year and won the prize for the best single week, I think in week one or week two. Then the rest of that group is mostly made up with household names, the original no cash, no coders. We have Luke Gaines who lost one title by one point and is normally in the conversation early on. We have Jamie Cork, always finishes in the top 50. Uh, so Corky, as he's known from now on. Tom Maxwell, he knows his football. Varied results can be anything from 7K to last year's worst ever 380th. Uh, Will Brooks, perennial contender. Bob was really close for a long stretch yesterday, uh, last year. And then Will DeBoos, again, always a top five finisher. So any of those guys could break those top six, could even win it all. That's it? That's that's a, that's your prediction. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm getting a little bit disappointed. I'm not hearing my <laughs> name here. But uh, let's uh, let's plow through anyway. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit more mid-table obscurity. You know, nothing to see here. Safe from relegation, but not gonna trouble the scorers at the other end either. Maybe a cup run. We're hoping for here. Everton Burnley style seasons. Yep, very happy to cover those. This is 
the main reason I like doing the preseason uh, predictions because these guys are going to battle away. They're either super consistent, uh, but never stars. So I don't get to write about them or they are boom bust. One week's great. One week's terrible. Uh, and they often get lost in the noise. So this is a shout out to all of that group. Um, we've got Nevin. Nevin is a second time. No cash, no coder. He won a manager of the month last year and finished just outside of the prizes. Um, one that I'm really proud to put into this group is Ade. Ade is always the last to join No Cash, No Code. Well, actually, Woolbrock's beaten this year, but normally the last person to join. He'll miss the most deadlines. He's been relegation fodder for seven straight years. But last year, he turned it around, and I'm expecting him to stay on the same path. So I'm predicting the glory of mid-table obscurity for Ade. Then we have Tom Everett, a boom-bust player, 20K one year, 2.5 million another. Uh, shout out to you, Jeff, for giving me these stats, by the way. Um, and then I've broken the mold here. I wouldn't normally do this, but I've got two no-cash, no-code rookies that I expect to be fine. It may be even better than fine in their first year. So Ed Mullane, who's being invited by Tom Kane. He, he's earned his stripes. Uh, first year playing no cash, playing fantasy football. I think he, I believe he finished 80th in his work league. Last year he finished second to Tom, and we all know how Tom Kane did. So he got the the call up. He's been invited to join us all the way from America. So again, interesting with deadlines. How, keen to see how he does, but I think he'll do okay based on his stats. And then we have Steve, uh, who's a friend of Nick Mix. Uh, again, a rookie. Uh, to no cash, no code. A Braintree fan, so. He must really like football. Uh, he's never broken the top 100, but he's never been outside of the top 500. So I expect him to be safe in our in our league. And then we have a couple of guys who the cup was designed for. Jason Kasler, never going to get relegated. Last year's cup winner, um, because if he feels like it, he's a fantastic manager. So he'll be mid-table because him feeling like it is uh, the issue. And then we have Jeff Brown whose own personal hey. handicaps, <laughs> your own personal handicaps are the issue. If you're not picking under five foot seven or eligible for the UK Olympic squad, your decision to never have a Liverpool player in your side means as long as there are the Salas and the Suarez's, you're not going to finish higher than mid-table ever. But you have won a cup. I've won a cup. That is true. And I'm still never going to pick a Liverpool player. I, can't, I don't understand people who pick players from teams they support. I mean, that could just ruin your entire weekend. Um, so There's... I'm going to... <laughs> I go with the emotional insurance on that one. Fair enough. Well, the last person in that group, uh, founding father of No Cash, No Code. I don't have any favourites. I, I try not to even use the word I when we're doing these updates normally, but... It's hard not to root for George Johnson. He's been there since the beginning. He's still not made a prize. He has great months. He has good runs. But like his Spurs, he just tends to fall a little short towards the end. Uh, I think he'll be fine. He'll be mid-table. Hopefully, he picks up that first prize this year. Yeah, George has put up, put up some decent numbers in the last three years. He's broken two grand every single one of the last three years. He's, uh, he's definitely, I think, one of those dark horses. He could, this could be the year for George Johnson. He says that every year. Oh, one more. <laughs> Controversially, the last person we're predicting uh, to finish inside that safety uh, group, because we have a large relegation zone, uh, the last one we're going to name as being probably the comfort and the glory of mid-table, Noel Marshall. 
which around Token House Yard is going to be controversial. But based on how he finished above, uh, a name we're going to give shortly last year, we're saying no Marshall will be Noel will be safe from relegation by the skin of his teeth. Well, I think he'll certainly Noel will be pleased to hear that, but I don't know about the next group. So uh, if those are mid-table um, safety obscurity slash cup, cup runners, the next group is those who are going to be battling the relegation end of the table. So who have we got here? People, deadlines missed or just not bothering with their team after Christmas? Well, um, a collection of reasons why. So let's start with the person I was referring to who's not going to appreciate Noel's ranking. I mentioned Tokenhouse Yard. For those um, who are newer to No Cash, No Code, especially those abroad, uh, the league was born from uh, when I, Jeff, and a few others, many others in this group, all worked together in an address in London, uh, which is known as Tokenhouse Yard. Yanis sits a few inches away from Noel, and he is a fantastic manager when he feels like it, but he can be a little emotional. There are, uh, there are, there are the rage trades that you're going to see from Yanis that's going to, in my opinion, keep him closer to the bottom of the table uh, than, than the middle or the top. So I have him fighting for relegation. It's a big group, though. We're naming six, seven guys in this group. Uh, also from Token House Yard, there's a newcomer. Adam Park has been uh, asked to, uh, to join the No Cash, No Code. He's never played fantasy football before. It's pretty hard to expect in our league. Wow. To, straight yeah. to the big leagues. Straight to the big leagues. I'm expecting with the coaching of Nolan Yanis, he's guaranteed to be in the bottom half of the table. <laughs> 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 then we have uh, perennials. So Colin Dash, he's been here since the beginning. One of my oldest friends. I, I love the fact he's always in the league. He's not in it to win it. He's here just for the banter. Uh, then we have Johnny. Now, Johnny's a surprise. Johnny is a contender for manager of the month every month. He has fantastic weeks, but the stats don't lie. There's been some awful finishes and some terrible world placings at the end. So I have to put him in the relegation group. Next, Ali Maxwell. Ali knows football. Ali works in football. Ali breathes football. Wow. Ali in relegation? If Ali is still logging on after February, he could win the whole thing. <laughs> it's a big if. His name, his team name has even been, I won't be here past February before. Uh, then we have Jan. Jan Michael McIntosh. Uh, he plays no cash, no code every second year. He logs into his team every second week. Uh, so that's going to put him in relegation. Uh, and then we have our final Ouch. two. All right, so the last two we've got are going to be uh, two newcomers to the league, uh, both from Hong Kong. Uh, we have Jeff Moy. Now, Jeff has never played fantasy football before. Massive Spurs fan. He's even flying back in October, uh, flying to London in October to go to their tiny little ground and watch them play football. He picked a great team, lots of differentials. I'm expecting big things from him in terms of taking it seriously. But this league isn't easy, so it's going to be a relegation battle for Jeff. And then he's brought his own friend along. Uh, so Aaron is new to us, new to the game. Uh, Missing the deadline on game week one, that's not normally the recipe for success in no cash, no code. Oh, so very much expecting Aaron to be uh, fighting towards the end. But, you know, the whole reason we do these predictions for people to be angry, people to yeah. prove us wrong. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the many, many WhatsApp messages telling me I've got this wrong. I'm going to pick you up on a couple of things next. Friday night footballers catches out the best of us sometimes. But you've let another <laughs> Jeff into the league.
I feel like I now have a nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> the battle of the Jeffs. Looking forward to I only that. have one objective now this year is to fin- be the highest placed Jeff in the league. I mean, being the highest placed Tom will probably win you the league right now. So uh, we, we've got a lot of namesakes going on. It's going to be an exciting true. league. Now, ordinarily, we wouldn't have all of these titles. For those who are new to the league, welcome, welcome, welcome. We do a update uh, more weeks than not. We will talk about manager of the month. We'll talk about player of the week. That's the pick of the week. We'll have team of the week. Uh, there's a cup competition where you get to see a lovely video of me drawing names out of the hat. Most of you have seen this before. Uh, but yeah, for the start of the season, we like to introduce everybody as we just have. Wish you all luck and see where you feel, fit where you fill, where you finish. And we'll obviously look at this. I'll send an email later so you can see where I've ranked you, where the stats have ranked you. Well, talking about the stats, I want to just before we finish up here, just talk a little bit about we, uh, you and I were doing some digging into the historic stats of uh, the managers in the league this year and pulled out some interesting numbers. So now bearing in mind, some people might have changed email addresses or used different accounts over the years. We were able to pull some pretty decent numbers from through throughout the last, uh, well, going back to 2006, really. We have two managers in the league who have posted consistent results, as in played every single year from 2006 all the way to now. Um, it's Freddie and, and Colin, as you mentioned before. Now, I know there will be some managers who, like you say, have used different email addresses. So I'm just going off what they have in their current accounts here. But within that information, can you guess what the highest single season score or who it was posted by? I'll give you a clue. There are two managers who posted the exact same single season highest number historically um, <laughs> currently in the league this year. Well, the fact you told me two the same year, I've had the chance to see the data. So <laughs> that makes it easy for me and it makes me blush. I was yeah. stunned to see this when you sent the data through. Yeah, 2,412 points in a single season posted by our very own Andre Clark all the way back in... 2013-14, and the very same year, Kinderman, the exact same score, 2,412 points in a season. To date, that is our highest single season score. I think this year will be that. I think there are enough enough bandwagons to, uh, to boost people's scores, and we finally worked out how to use those free hit chips. That's that. That blows my mind for two reasons. So um, I guess now you've done that. That's the first time and last time we'll talk about me uh, on this podcast, but that's the single highest season ranking, I believe, still. Stephen and Freddie have come close, but that was, I finished 1,000 something, 1,007 or something in the world. Pretends he doesn't know the number. Uh, and I think we've ended up being like maybe 80 places behind. And me and Kinder have known each other for north of 15 years but we were not in the same league at that point so that would have been a fantastic no code no cash no code season the closest finishes we've had last year between damien and tom coming down to the last day of the season was fantastic and then there's a year where luke danes lost by one point um and still there's like 100 places between them but yeah that that particular yeah. stat having the two would have been champions that year on exactly the same figure that is quite amazing uh, it's impressive, but I, I think that's uh, too far too far down in the history books to uh, to count for anything. You look at the last three years, and there's only one there's there's one manager who stands out, and Freddie just comes out with a stonking 2,100 average over the last three seasons. It's just an phenomenal. absolute beast inconsistency there. Um, 
average ranking of 55,000 across the two years. Just... For those who are new to the league, there was a whole period of time where Stephen Hill had a section just for him. Uh, the only other person to have had that was uh, Freddie, who had a section just for him. The bookie's favourite. Last year was a down year for Freddie. He has to be the preseason, most likely. He's there or thereabouts at the start of this season. Perennially a slow starter. The two championships he won, he started way after Christmas before his run. And he has a uncanny knack of not winning manager of the months and then winning the title. Second, third, second, third, every month. Definitely the one to watch. Well, great. Well, thank you. That's, uh, you know, that's uh, wrapping things up for, for us on this first week. Um, when can we expect another update on, a, on this voice format? Well, depends on the reaction. If everyone loves this, this is much easier to do. We've cracked it out in a fraction of the time. Uh, when No Cash, No Code was 15, 20 people and I could type it in the barbershop, uh, that's long behind us now. So if the audio version works, then this can be something we can do weekly. So hopefully we'll talk about the week two runners and riders uh, this time next week. All right. Well, great. Well, thanks very much. Looking forward to week two uh, kicking off in a couple of hours now. Fantastic. Thanks for hosting. Speak to you all soon. Good luck.